Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the Who. But back to Nagel and Rock 102. Nice day today. Partly cloudy and then becoming overcast. I mean, if you forget that part about it, you can also focus on the fact it's going to be 73 degrees today. Tonight, cloudy, low of 53 for tomorrow. Partly cloudy and a high of 74. It's 33 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Stephen Michael Cazada, the guy that played Gomi on Breaking Bad, the other DEA agent who um, things didn't end so well for him in Breaking Bad. He's coming to the uh, Agawam Cinemas on the 15th, just a few days away from today. And uh, he'll be on the phone with us later on this morning. So that'll be uh, something worth uh, hanging around for. And also, I don't know if you were involved in the East Hampton meeting yesterday with the school committee. But it's just got crazier than ever. So uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later on today, too. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 5.50 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 72. Same for tomorrow as well. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump. And into the house. You gotta wait a second because I put a bunch of clips in here now. And I can now do it. I, don't, I can no. do it from over here. Well, can you? Yes, of course I can. Oh, well, why don't can you go ahead? There you go. Thank you. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. See, all you have to do is say, hey, Baxi, <laughs> bail me out. And here I am, willing to do it for you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm coughing like that. East Hampton mayor was on the call last night. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was like all these clips I had in the in the in the computer thing and, yeah. that I loaded up, and then all, now it's like it gets uh, di- uh, discombobulated. Yeah, well, it's time to get recombobulated. Well, I gotta. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, let's move on to Hollywood trash. Yes, the Dalai Lama uh, apologized after a video went viral of him asking a young boy to suck his tongue. It may have been a joke, but it hit a lot of people the wrong way. His office said uh, he, quote, regrets the incident. You know, you follow the Dalai Lama and you read a story like this. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the Dalai Lama knowing he wants to suck the tongues of children? Hello, Dalai. This is Louis. Dalai, won't you please suck my tongue all day long? (laughs) What a wonderful tongue. <laughs> what a wonderful tongue it could be. Oh, boy. Uh, an actual association of exorcists came out against the new Russell Crowe movie, The Pope's Exorcist. They think it portrays exorcism as abnormal, monstrous, and frightening, which they say isn't true. The frightening part is in the confessional. Yeah, you probably <laughs> hear much worse stuff there. Uh, Betty White's uh, house has been demolished. A dentist and his wife bought it for $10 million after Betty died in 2021. Obviously, they wanted to start over from the ground up. Why would you do that? Betty White's house. Shouldn't it have some sort of uh, historical relevance? Yeah, this is like, uh, that's the kind of person to spend that kind of money and then to rebuild a home. Obviously, with high property taxes and the amount uh, that it costs to build a home. Right. That's uh, like kind of saying a, a big screw you to anybody who has ever suffered in their life. It shows a lot of disrespect to Betty White. Yeah, here she is, a, like a beloved institution. I mean, you want to knock down some other slob's house for, you know, he, he didn't do anything in his life, but, you know, take up space. That's one thing. Yeah. It's I, Betty White. 
I know. Why would you? Why would you'd want that nostalgia? That would be the whole point of buying that house. I mean, you could redo the inside. Maybe uh, put an attachment, a waterfall grotto. Yeah, because doesn't the uh, the Brady Bunch house look nothing like the set? Because that was a set. Yeah, no, it looks nothing like it. They don't even have those that cool set of stairs. Nothing. The L.A. Times spoiled Sunday night's episode of Succession by running an obituary for a character who passed away. Which as one? As soon as HBO released the episode and fans were not happy. I'm not going to tell you. Who died? I'm not telling you. I want to know. No, because I want to watch the show. Yeah. See, that's so you a don't, show. So you don't really know? I don't know because I haven't seen the show. But I haven't seen the uh, the trailer either that they're talking about. Brian that Cox in it. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Kendall. They Kendall say, dies. They, they say this is the last season. They're like, there's like, how much more can you go on with that? I suppose. You know, it's just a, uh, you know, somebody's got to take over the family, over the family business. Well, I mean, you've already had a couple hostile overthrows of that family to begin yeah. with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stranger Things. Netflix announced there's an animated series in the works that's set in the world of Stranger Things. It'll be in the style of Saturday morning cartoons from the 80s. Awesome. Uh, you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Smurfs and Gem and the Holograms and Masters of the Universe. All right, that's a little after my time. Well, they Masters of the Universe. Well, they, that was nah, probably your, that was right after your... I was out. That's my stuff. Yeah. Uh, no word if any of the cast of Stranger Things will have voice roles or if their characters will be included. Plot details have not been announced. Uh, one of the most iconic guitars of all time is hitting the auction block, and it'll probably be up, uh, end up selling for a lot of money. Eddie's guitar from Van Halen's Hot for Teacher video, which he used uh, live throughout 1983 and 1984, is expected to sell between two and three million dollars. The opening bid is 1.8 million. Eddie gave the uh, guitar to one of his band's uh, drum techs when he retired in 1990. But it has changed ownership several times since then. You can check out the uh, listing at Sotheby's.com. It's a pretty damn uh, uh, expensive uh, guitar to be playing. It's Eddie Van Halen's guitar. I mean, it's, it's got real value. Uh, Metallica is challenging high school and college-level marching bands to a competition using their music. Winners will receive instruments and equipment for their school's program. Bands who enter will have access to the sheet music for 13 songs that Metallica has chosen, including For Whom the Bell Tolls, oh, that's Fade, a ripper. To, Fade to Black, and of course, Enter Sandman. Oh, those are a couple of bangers right there, boy. There are five categories. Collegiate Division 1, 75,000. Collegiate Division 2, 30,000. That's two and three. High School, 15,000. And fan voting categories for both collegiate and high school, $10,000 each. Let me ask you this. Is there anything more metal than putting together a contest for marching bands? No. That is the most metal thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, metal doesn't belong in marching bands. Yeah, I mean, when Ozzy bit the head off a rat, I mean, I guess that was all right. Yeah, yeah. I see one of them tuba kids doing that. Yeah, when Alice Cooper ate that alleged sandwich and uh, wherever the hell that was, yeah, it was pretty metal too. But man, giving scholarships to uh, high school band members, that is as rock and roll as it gets. Bands must send in their video submissions by November 16th and voting starts on the 17th. Winners will be announced on December 1st. For more information, you can head over to MetallicaMarchingBand.com Oh, well, sign me up. That is the very definite... If you open up the uh, the dictionary and look for ass kickery, that's there, right there. The that, very definition. That's ass kickery right, right there. there. Right, right there. Right in your face. 
Uh, Kathy Griffin spent Easter Sunday getting an MRI, but she didn't say why. Kathy recently battled uh, breast cancer, so maybe it has something to do with that. Then she probably doesn't owe you an explanation as to why. No, the, I don't know. Well, this is like Hollywood just trying to, hey, what's why? Why are you going to those secret medical appointments? You think there are like uh, paparazzos in the world say, boy, we haven't heard from Kathy Griffin in a while. Yeah. Maybe we should track her down. Here's a little interesting fact. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck bought matching Jeeps when they first found success in Hollywood. That's adorable. Isn't that so cute? It is so cute. Uh, And Kim Kardashian is uh, big news here. She's going to be starring in American Horror Story. No kidding. Can you imagine that? She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was in a horror story was when Ray J drank the strawberry smoothie from the furry cup in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Horror story. Yeah, I know. I got that. See, we might misheard what kind of story we're talking about. Caitlin? Well, I never got that done under with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once gave me the roughneck arm wrench. She struck white oil. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she gave me a beat down in Meat Town. There you go. Yes. Nuts, Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Tell them your needs, and you'll get a solution featuring top of the line customer service. And if you need a design, install, repair, whatever, they do that too. The calm after the storm starts at asignaturefence.com. Staples Print and Marketing Services help small businesses print big. Now get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. Offer ends 415. Visit staples.com slash print big for details. This is your sign to try Staples, where your prints are perfect, guaranteed. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, tonight is the beginning of the NBA playoffs, beginning with the first two play-in games of the postseason. Tonight, you got the Miami Heat hosting the Atlanta Hawks in the East, and the West, you have the Lakers hosting Minnesota. Tomorrow night, you'll have the other two games, and barring there being something more interesting to talk about, maybe we'll get around to talk about those games, too. But that's for a later time. Now, I'm not a professional athlete. I don't have the prerequisite skill and athleticism to know what it's like to play in a must-win situation. I've never been forced to perform at my highest physical level for the benefit of my teammates, who, I suppose, would be relying on me to perform or to at least be present. So I can't totally relate to what's going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves, but I can tell you, it ain't good. You see, yesterday, Timberwolves center Rudy Gobert was suspended for tonight's game after he took a swing at his own teammate, Kyle Anderson, during a team huddle during Sunday night's 113-108 point win over New Orleans. And so, he has been suspended for tonight's crucial play-in game against the Lakers. But that ain't all, because the Timberwolves will also be without Jaden McDaniels, who broke his fist while trying to punch a wall during Sunday night's game as well. So... Even if by some miracle they make it past the Lakers tonight, that unprovoked attack against the wall has now led him being out of commission indefinitely. Now, think of this for a while. You got a guy punching walls and another one punching another teammate during a game that you were winning. I can see tempers flaring up during a loss or perhaps following a mathematical elimination, but these idiots were neither losing nor were they out of playoff contention. Instead, they chose to act instead like childish morons in the middle of a glorious victory, just as they were about to bounce joyfully into the postseason. 
You know, it shouldn't take a genius to figure out that on the eve of a crucial postseason playoff game with the Lakers, the last thing you'd want to do is not be there to participate. Because that is the mark of an idiot. In this case, two idiots. In other words, I'm picking the Lakers in a blowout because at least they're not half as stupid. But hey, if a my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Man, a lot of nice lawns up in Westfield, and I bet more than have uh, more of them have had Allen to thank him for it. Allen's the lawn care specialist at the Westfield Rockies. He knows his stuff, and he knows Scott's four-step. Good people, just like Allen, at rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. So I, uh, I just get a message. You know, I, we always appreciate people writing us in over your Facebook Messenger, email, phone calls, whatever. You got, you right? got, a, you got a letter? Uh, it's not. Yeah, we got a letter. Come on. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Get this message this morning about uh, maybe six minutes ago. Yeah. Do you guys ever listen to each other when giving the weather? <laughs> and I said, no. And he said, didn't think so. And I said, by the way, Dan Brown's the expert. I read Google. And then he says, every morning, you say sunny, back says cloudy. Back says sunny, you say cloudy. I said, we're just seeing who's paying attention. Hint, it's not us. <laughs> well, I mean, you got your source. I got my source. I go to Google, and I do the Google thing. And I go and, to the Weather Channel. And I apologize. I didn't mention the red flag warning that is uh, in effect today. Nah, that means uh, don't do any uh, crazy brush fires out there. See, I, I, I go to the, the Weather Channel because, um, well, theoretically, they're supposed to be experts in weather. Theoretically, they're supposed to be experts in weather. Yeah. and we if, Weather. weather. Right. And, and if say you, weather. If you go to like uh, their ten day forecast section, it mm-hmm. kind of spells it all out for you. So I almost, uh, I almost write it verbatim. What does verbatim mean? I don't know, but I hear it's nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, exactly. well, there you go. That's yeah. uh, that's the answer to your weather question. Oh, <laughs> and, and and you know what? We can't even figure out the buttons here Well. I guess I could tell you all what happened in East Hampton last night, but let me let my good friend Chris Paisano do that, okay? All right. Evening, everyone. Welcome to Western Mass News at 10 on Fox 6. I'm Chris Paisano. The East Hampton School Committee has voted they will not continue their negotiations with Dr. Vito Perone. Western Mass News reporter Maria Wilson is live in studio now with the latest from tonight's meeting. Maria. Chris, the East Hampton School District will have a new superintendent, and despite public outcry, the school committee has voted to offer the position to one of the other finalists. After much discussion, the school committee voted 5-2 to not resume negotiations with Dr. Vito Perone, who was offered the superintendent position at the end of March. The East Hampton School Committee voted to offer the position to Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark, which she accepted. Dr. Faginski-Stark, um, 
is um, interested in entering negotiations and has accepted the position pending successful negotiations. Well, I don't see this necessarily as uh, us choosing the second best person. I think that um, for better or worse, messy definitely this process has been. Um, at this point, we have uh, three candidates in front of us um, and we're trying to choose in this moment with more information than we had in that first moment um, who is the right candidate? Dr. Vito Perone's offer was later rescinded following a controversial email where Perone referred to the school committee chair and executive assistant as ladies. School committee members discussed the infamous use of the word ladies in Dr. Perone's email. Should Dr. Perone have addressed the chair in a more formal way? Yes. Was this a sign that he would oppress the women with whom he would work? No, never. Many members of the public showed their support for Dr. Perone. Dr. Perone is beyond qualified for this position and his redaction from the town is beyond unprofessional. Others hoping the city can move forward from the ordeal. And what I am hoping is that we can come together as a community to reflect on how the choices in our language can really divide us like and so bitterly. One resident speaking out against the treatment of many school committee members amidst the controversy. We have seen comments of hate, threats, and divisiveness. There is no place for that here as we try to work together. <sighs> the school committee chair says that she's always worked hard to keep the district's best interest at the heart of this decision-making process. She also hopes the district will be able to overcome their differences on the road ahead. Reporting live in studio, Maria Wilson, Western Mass News. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That was uh, that was the the story about mm -hmm. last night's school committee committee meeting up in East Hampton, and uh, I uh, I sat through the whole thing. How long was it? It was about three hours. Oh my god! And I had it on in the background. I was going to the bathroom. I was uh, you know picking kids up. I was <laughs> you know it just you keep the audio on. You can still hear. I think when you're driving, you obviously can't see video. Well, you shouldn't be picking up the phone anyway, but you can right. keep it connected and you can hear it through your, your car speakers. And um, there was, it was kind of weird. First of all, we need to drop this whole Zoom call thing. This this is the most clunky type of, of public meeting space. It is going to be so much better to do this in person. And you should be. And there was one person who said, you know what? We should do this because I want to see the reactions of your faces. Because that was the other thing. You couldn't see the reactions of anybody else on the right. Zoom call when somebody was criticizing them. You, you could also, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a Zoom meeting before. I, I find myself doing this quite a lot. The meeting is going on and I will uh, turn down the volume of everybody else yeah. in, the, uh, in the meeting. Yeah. And ignore what's actually going well, on. Well, because you don't want to pay attention to it. Yes, right? well, very much in the way that the right. school committee was ignoring all the people complaining about their decision about Dr. Perone. And that was the thing. They allowed the public comment. You could definitely tell that there was, I would say, plants within the uh, the public comment portion sure. of uh, uh, for the school committee. Now- by every any everybody who most people who came on and complained, even who were in complained, thanked the school committee because it is a long job. It is a, a tiring work uh, to do. 
But m- many of them who were also praising them were also criticizing them, saying, you didn't give due process at all to this man. And if all of these complaints, because th- then they went into the regular school committee meeting, and then you had people going, well, I changed my vote. I think that was Dr. – let's see, what was his name? Marin G- or Goldstein, his name is. Okay. He's uh, – first of all, he, he's uh, like, like Lex, Lex Luthor. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, that was uh, one of the things that he was saying. Well, you know, uh, uh, all these things that I've learned about Dr. Perone, but that wasn't said to him beforehand. You're, it's almost like you're bringing up more excuses after the fact to say, well, he, you know, had this problem back in 2012 as a high school principal and he had. You know, this thing and that thing. And all these things, may, and after his behavior last week, that made me change my mind. But but it didn't change your mind to begin with. Yeah. And that was what one of the residents had said, and I wish I could find that clip, because they said nobody, that the whole, it's from the get-go when they did the whole, offered him the job. Right. And then he wasn't, and Perone wasn't available to... His phone was off. It was 1130 at night. He didn't answer the phone. So they sent a police <laughs> checkup to him at 1230. Right. You know, waking up him and his family. And then they offered him the job. And that's when they gave him the amount in the job. And he was confused about that because he was like, wait a minute, the top salary is whatever the top salary is. So then that was the only negotiation that had been made. And then when he wrote that email and addressed it as ladies, that was something Miss Kwasinski took uh, exception to, was the fact that he was say, he was calling them ladies in this email. But they never called the other two candidates to tell them they didn't have the job. So what, and, and nobody answered these questions. Yeah, well, nobody answered these questions. Why so, did you call the cops then? So here, here's what that looks like to the, uh, to the uninitiated of East Hampton. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell the other two candidates that you've hired somebody else, it makes me think this is not the guy they want. You're right. That one of the other two people yeah. is the guy they want. And uh, they wind up hiring uh, 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 Mrs. Virginsky, right? Faginsky. Uh, Faginsky uh, Stark. Yes. Faginsky Stark. So uh, in, my, in my mind, this is uh, the only way they felt they could get around yeah. the most qualified candidate. To get the person that they wanted in the position. Now, here, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. The school committee are elected officials. They've yeah. all been voted into office to sit on the school committee. Mm-hmm. If you're in East Hampton as a voter and you're watching this foolishness, yeah, and about your about your school department and this story is getting around the entire globe and everybody around the world is saying, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard yeah, in my life. Yeah, and you've now brought this reputation to your town. Yes. How comfortable are you with the school committee that you voted for? I got to tell you, uh, if I was a voter in East Hampton, yeah. I would be uh, looking for anybody else who wants to sit on that board right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't want to, uh, you know, I... The, the thing that bothered me the most was that they let the public comment go. Yep. You know, they, they, they took all those. They had 90 minutes of that. Everybody had three minutes. So they, they at least got the people to speak. 
But then when it came time to make the vote, they didn't listen to any of that. No. And which, they just went along with their agenda anyway. Which shows you a level of arrogance in this committee that is, it's, it's, it's breathtaking how arrogant it is. Mm-hmm. You have the top qualified candidate, you offer them the job, and you take it away because of something that you perceive, you perceive as a microaggression. Oh, yeah. Not something that the voters of East uh, of East Hampton think are a microaggression or a major aggression. It's none of those things. It's one, maybe two people that have got a problem with it. And as a result, now you've got yourself a mess. And you could talk all day about you know whether this process of an open meeting is even correct and we'll get to that a little bit later on yeah i have uh, i have more audio clips that we can share after uh, after seven o'clock uh because i do believe that uh lori garcia should be the next mayor of east hampton because she was uh very she had she did research you could tell she did research and you could tell that she really cares about be- she's also a teacher in one of the schools mm-hmm. you could tell that she really cares about being on the school committee, and she was taking them to task, and they were all shutting her down, going, you can't talk. They're telling her she's violating. If you talk about anything that happened in that closed session, you're violating open meeting laws. I hate to tell you, but five people who were educators and people who spoke on the comment section were also former administrators or former you know people on, on meetings and on school committees that said, you violated open meeting laws from the get-go. You know what you, you got sh- here? What? Got yourself an old ladies' network. Yeah, that's right. The yep. old ladies' network. No getting around the old ladies' network. Yeah. So uh, we, we'll dive into more of that with some audio clips and uh, all the craziness going on up in East Hampton. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Everyone has a lucky number. You're probably thinking of yours, right? It's 627 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is, uh, well, should I do even do the weather forecast now? It's going to be uh, chilly to start. Then yeah. uh, sunny uh, to mostly cloudy. Yeah, uh, with a high of seventy-two. See, that's not what I got. What do you got? I got uh, partly cloudy, but becoming uh, more overcast as the day goes on, with a high of seventy-three. Well, would you like to take a bet to see who's right? I'll bet you a dollar. A dollar. A dollar. Well, what do you? What, what source are you going to? Your source that gave you that information, or the source that it gave me my information? Yeah, uh, I believe it's weather.com that gave me my information. No, I went to weather.com. Well, I'm on what well, no, this is Google through weather.com. Oh, well, so you think I Google's mean, changing the results of the weather every time they do that? Yeah. Yeah, Come actually on. I think they do. I don't know if the Google can be trusted. I don't know. Hey, uh, do you want to laugh? Yes. I was just making a joke, son. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Well, why don't you tell me your joke, son? <clears throat> I don't think you think it's funny, sir. On Rock 102. <laughs> How do you know? I got a hell of a sense of humor. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, how do you get a million dollars in crypto investing? I don't know. How do you get a million dollars in crypto investing? You start with ten million. <laughs> get it? Because it's losing money all the time, and it's all a bunch of crap. <laughs> That's how you do it. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News. Have to fly in like those Chicago folks? Conklin, the big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center on Appleton and Holyoke. You don't have to go to the big city to work with one of the top office furniture companies. Conklin's right here in Holyoke, Mass. It's 6.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. 
Go to Gary Rome today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, thanks, Bax. Guess what's coming? Right here to MGM Springfield at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, Bruno Mars? You got it, baby. No Mark Ronson, though. I mean, that's uh, you can't have one without the other. Oh, you know, you can. Yeah. I, sure. You can. Oh, this is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one's for them good girls, them good girls. Straight masterpieces. Siding, piling, giving it up in this city. Got show with so many bones. Gotta catch myself so pretty. Uh, hot man. Got a police and a fireman. Hot man. MGM Springfield and the Mass Mutual Center announced that multi-Grammy award-winning singer Bruno Mars will perform two shows this year at the Mass Mutual Center, according to the news release. In a row? Yeah. 14-time Grammy Award winner and 30-time Grammy Award nominee Bruno Mars is a singer, songwriter, and producer and musician that has sold over 200 million singles worldwide. Which makes him one of the best-selling artists of all time. Oh, Steve, he's a he's an electrifying talent. Uh, Bruno accepted uh, album of the year, uh, an evening with Silk Sonic, on behalf of the duo Silk Sonic during the 2022 BET Awards. Previously sweeping the 64th annual Grammy Awards, the duo took home four awards, including Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best R&B Performance. Uh, Mars, uh, 64th annual Grammy, won for Record. Uh, it just goes yeah, on. He's uh, coming to Springfield. Yeah, you can Two go on, shows. You well. can go on and on with his resume. When's the When's the show and what's it going to cost me? June 10th and 11th. Tickets start at $125, plus Apple Gold service charges, and will go on sale to general public this Friday at 10 a.m., and you can purchase them right online. Perfect. So there you go. See, and then for those of you who thought, hey, nothing good ever comes to Springfield except the uh, like a wrecking ball and some dumpsters? Oh, too That's hot. not true. Too hot! Hot damn. Pow, pow! Can you pull it up again? Is oh, yeah, is that on it? Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad pow, place. Pow. The, the Mass Mutual Center is a great place to see a show because it's not that big. So no matter no, where I mean, you are in there, you really don't have an awful seat. You got, uh, depending on where the concert, I mean, in a concert setting, I think you can get like uh, 5,500 seats. Yeah. Give or take. But yeah, that's, that's a good show. That's a that's a fine, fine show. Get a, uh, I mean, Sesame Street Live is also good, too. Let's not, uh, yeah, let's not uh, cut yeah, that there's down. Yeah, no, uh, there's no, whatchamacallit, uh... Uh, there's no uh, bringing the funk and the noise with Se- uh, Sesame Street Live. You know oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, a new candidate has accepted an offer to become superintendent of East Hampton Schools, this after controversy over the rescinded job offer for candidate Dr. Vito Perone. Steve, the- could you give a little uh, synopsis of what just happened? Yes, I'll tell you exactly what happened. The candidate was one of the three original people considered to be superintendent alongside Dr. Perone. The uh, East Hampton School Committee finally made a vote on a new school superintendent. Dr. Fazinski Stark is interested in entering negotiations and has accepted the position pending successful negotiation with us, said uh, Lady Cynthia Kwasinski of the East Hampton School Committee. Now, what's going to happen? Uh, I, and I, I'm just you know thinking a few steps ahead. But what's going to happen when uh, Dr. Perone officially files his lawsuit? 
I don't know. I think all the minutes of those meetings will come to light, and mm. then we'll be able to see what they really talked about uh, in those meetings. There was one resident on the uh, on the Zoom call last night that had some pretty good points, saying that he was concerned by going back and watching the discussions about the superintendent and how Mayor Nicole LaChapelle mm-hmm. had expressed concerns early on about how popular Perone was. Like, that, that bothered her somehow. Really? And he was like, why would that bother somebody to have the community support a candidate? That doesn't maybe, make maybe a they, lot of sense. Maybe they support him because he's got um, time uh, in the school department and uh, was highly regarded. Yeah. No one really likes the superintendent of schools. That's not what they're there for. But if you got a guy that people enjoyed working for and respected, well, isn't really that the kind of person you'd want in that position? There was a, yeah, you would want that kind of person. I would. Uh, There was one of the school committee members, Mr. Uh, Hersey, Ben Hersey, who looks very much like Mark Zuckerberg. Really? Yes. Like a dead ringer for Mark Zuckerberg. I'll be damned. You know, uh, after all the money ran out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he looked like Mark, but, but he was, he was, he said something. He's like, well, I, my vote is for candidate number two, uh, Erica Fuskinski, the second best candidate. And then he retracted when one of the other school committee goes, no, she was the best candidate. And he goes, I'd like to change mine too. Uh, I think she was the best candidate out of the whole thing. Jesus. And I'm like, you, you know, you guys are just, you have no regard for the voters in your town. None was, whatsoever. Was part of the participation in the meeting to put your spine outside the door and then you can yeah. go sit and he, watch this Zoom disaster? Here's what should have happened. They should have scrapped the whole thing and started from scratch. That would be the best way to redo this, yeah. especially now that you have this other thing going on. Yeah, but you wouldn't do that if you didn't already have in mind the person that you wanted to put in that that's, position. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They already knew they wanted her, and then, you know, the mayor was the one that flipped her vote, and uh, God bless those people who brought that incident up with her using the racial comment against the student last year and then apologizing and one portion said, did you even really apologize? But 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 apologizing and mm-hmm. then being forgiven about it and forgetting about it and also being on the school committee. You're the decision maker. Well, you're the decision maker yeah. for the entire city. And yet uh, that apology was yeah. supposed to have some sort of leg on it. You know, and uh, his was not. Seems to me your microaggression is a whole lot worse than his microaggression. Um, the the other thing that that really kind of you, you know how when um, somebody even like a, like an argument between two people. Uh, let's say you and I were arguing. Right? What about? And I I don't know. Uh, let's say uh, you took my sandwich from the from the fridge upstairs, right? You, well, what kind of sandwich? Uh, like a bologna sandwich. Bologna sandwich. I don't eat bologna sandwich. Let's, it's a hypothetical situation. I'm just trying to prove a point. I'm, here. But I'm just trying to make the point a little bit clear. Let's say <sighs> it's a uh, an egg salad sandwich with Barry's egg salad in it. Okay, fine. You okay. eat my Barry's egg salad sandwich, right? Yes. And then uh, I call you a jerk, right? No, that's not a very nice thing to call me. And then, uh, and then you apologize. You say, Steve, I'm so sorry. I know you were looking forward to that sandwich, but I ate it, and I and I was wrong. And I apologize. Now, I could say I'm not accepting your apology because 
There's all these other things I don't like about you either. I don't like the way you uh, you don't tell time correctly. Uh-huh. I don't like the way that uh, you know you fumble that thing at the end of the view from the couch. I uh-huh. don't like the I don't like uh, I don't even like you as a person. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but 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 see that's the kind of argument that was going back and forth last night. They they gave the one reason to him. Yeah. They didn't give him any other reason that that's why they were rescinding the vote. And then all he's like, well, I mean. You know, from going back and looking, he didn't have a track record and didn't have the, you know, the, the the gall to be the superintendent to begin with. Then why did you offer it to him in the first place? You know, uh, there is a whole uh, academic study of logical fallacies. And if you make an argument with me and you blame, and we're arguing about one thing, mm-hmm. and in order for you to prove the point of that one thing, you decide that you're going to grab something else. You're going to reach back into your uh, memory bank and pull out something that may have happened 10 years ago. Well, that has no uh, connection to what the initial argument was about. So that yeah. is a logical fallacy, yeah. is, to prov- is then to bring that information into this. So this is the same, the same kind of thing. You know, and, you know, listen, the guy was qualified, highly qualified. If he wasn't, you wouldn't have yeah. offered him the job. And uh, Marin Goldstein uh, was one of these folks that said, uh, hey, uh, you know, I didn't like the way he addressed us in multiple different... Like, he's bringing up other instances. And, uh, by the way, he had to... He was had to, one school committee member who was, who was a female asked uh, him about some of the open meeting law. Yeah. And then he began to talk about the open meeting law. I think he was kind of mansplaining. And, frankly... I saw that as a microaggression. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. I was offended by yeah, that. As a man, yeah, yeah of course yeah, you would. Yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, you can't talk to a woman like that. No, don't, you Don't cannot. explain something. That's correct. So it was, a, it was a big damn mess. They went with uh, Erica Faginski-Stark, and this isn't going away anytime soon. No, no, it's it's not, and even and and you know what, uh, Miss Faginsky Stark, and you'll have to excuse me if I've got uh, anything uh, either the name or uh, whether it's Ms. Miss or Mrs. I you'll have to forgive me, but uh, no, this isn't going away because again, there's a there's a potential lawsuit mm-hmm. from Doctor Perone. Yeah. There's uh, the torches and pitchforks that are going to come out. Uh, in East Hampton yeah. from all the angry people that felt they got slighted and unheard in this meeting. And, you know, this is going to and then there's also an election down the road to uh, to figure out whether this school committee should be retained or replaced. And let me say this. I don't feel that anybody, regardless of what your stance is on this or who you are and playing in this thing. Nobody deserves to be threatened at their home. There was reports of that, that some of the school committee members were being threatened and with credible threats and that their yeah. houses were being monitored by police. Nobody's advocating for that. And, and and frankly, I don't even think that's people that are around here that are doing that. Because it became a national story. Yes. So what's to stop some douchebag kid from California going, well, you know what, let's uh, send a threat over to this guy's house. They do it all the time with that swatting thing. It's, it's always a possibility. But you know what? <sighs> If you had done this in a logical, sensible way, you wouldn't have people threatening. Yeah. You wouldn't have every major 
right. news reporting uh, entity in the country reporting on this story. If you had just done it the right way, this would not be a story. Yeah. Because most of the time, when a city hires a superintendent, nobody else really cares until you do something absolutely ridiculous. The one that seemingly had the most common sense on the, on the board was uh, Lori Garcia, who is also a teacher in the East Hampton school system, and said, listen, mistakes were made on both sides, but that doesn't disqual- the, the Him referring to you as ladies, is that wrong? Yeah, probably it is, but... Does that mean he's going to talk down to all his female employees or no. colleagues? Absolutely not. And it was just a ridiculous. She pointed out she did a lot of research, and I really commend her for for having her stuff together last night. Yeah. Because then they were all, you know, the rest of them were like, "You can't say that. That's all hearsay." Maybe you know, little hen house going on. Remember yesterday I told you that whenever you go to like a like a town meeting or you know anything yeah. anything like this and and there's a uh, there's a part of the meeting that's supposed to be put aside for uh, y- y- you know uh, comments yeah. from from people who mm-hmm. live in the town. And remember, I told you that in almost every circumstance, everybody walks out of there feeling like this is the stupidest thing I ever put myself through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I feel this is and way. and this is why people say, "Oh, you got to get involved in local yeah. politics." But you know what? <laughs> oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world when you do. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. No, but do it if you, I mean, do it. Do it, but you just, you know, don't have your expectations real high. No. it's This is one of those reasons why. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. That's it? That, well, it's 645. What do you, (laughs) that was my brief synopsis of what happened. (laughs) Very brief synopsis. Uh, Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be partly to mostly cloudy with a high of 73. Am I right about that? I got partly cloudy and then becoming overcast. It's the same right, thing. Partly yeah. cloudy and becoming overcast for tomorrow as well. And Actually, also- I got part. I just got partly cloudy, which yeah. also means partly sunny. Well, let's spin the wheel of weather here on the Bax and Nagel <laughs> Show. Uh, it's uh, 35 in East Longmeadow, 46 in Mianus, Connecticut, and... That's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 653 and T-Rex with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be that and this, and it's uh, 35 in downtown Springfield. Uh, The Rock 102 Golf Club is back, brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. 11 rounds of golf to some of the area's nicest courses like Keeney Park, the Ledges, Wyckoff, Brattleboro, and more. $199 for the whole package. You're paying less than $20 a round. You can get one for yourself or for a friend or... Uh, what have you, uh, the Rock 12 Golf Club brought to you by the Swing Oil Beer Company, available for a very limited time, so do not wait. Get yours today at rock102.com. You know what I want, what I really, really want? No, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want a zig zig ah but I also want to try mushrooms. Like, uh, like say, like uh, like mushrooms on a plate? Well, no, uh, like psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, like, yeah. There's a, there's really, things are coming to light about, you know, how uh, therapeutic microdosing can be of, uh, I believe it's called cybacillin, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, there's some lot of, you know, uh, healing properties to it. But I would want to do it, like, in a controlled space with, like, a professional who's, uh, you know... Because every time I think of, uh, of 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 doing that, mm-hmm. like a, like a mushroom, I have that picture of uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, who was the one? Uh, uh, Helen Hunt. Yes, jumping out the window 
uh, of the school on the after school special when yes. she when she did some angel dust. Yes. And then uh, jumped down and <laughs> killed and 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 jumped to her death. But uh, she survived it though, and then and started mad about you for many years. She survived. I thought she died in the after school special. <laughs> no. Well, how did that happen? No, but it ruined her looks. Right, but but those are the kinds of things that you know scare you from 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 doing stuff. Of well, course. now you know it's been many years. There's a lot of research. However, uh, I would not do this. Hikers high on mash- magic mushrooms saved by mountain rescuers after falling ill in Lake District. Uh, hikers who took magic mushrooms on a walk in the Lake District. This must be Canada. Uh, were saved by mountain rescuers after the, some of the group fell ill. Uh, They received a number of calls on Saturday afternoon from other walkers who were worried about the group. Two men in the group were feeling unwell, including the group's driver. The rescue mission on Stony Croft Beck uh, involved 11 people and took two hours. A rescue team spokesperson said two were feeling unwell, including the driver in the party. The casualties were, uh, were walked down and given advice by the team medic regarding the timing of their onward arrival. Magic mushrooms grow in the wild and can be eaten and may or made into tea. Ooh, I'd like the tea. They uh, can make people feel giggly and excited and create visual distortions or hallucinations, but can mm-hmm. also create uh, nausea and vomiting. It's difficult for people to predict the strength of magic mushrooms because it varies depending on the freshness, season, and when they grow. Well, that's that's why the microdosing makes so much sense because you're it's a very controlled amount. Yeah, you're you're probably not gonna start to. Uh, you know, you know, checking out and seeing like the, the walls melt if you're if you're but, microdosing. But this is why you should have that group should have had one person who wasn't doing mushrooms, just to kind of be the babysitter for the rest of the group. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Hey guys, maybe we shouldn't keep walking. No man, no man. I think there's something up there, man. You know, uh, it- <laughs> I think there's something off that steep ledge yeah. in that cave. I mean, I'm seeing stuff all over the place about the benefits of of mushrooms. And and not the, the 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 goofy kind. I'm talking like, you know, like regular mushrooms you'd buy in like a, like at the big Y. Like the sh- they're they're really good for you. Shiitake mushrooms. Watch your mouth. I only buy my shiitake mushrooms down in Mianus, Connecticut. <laughs> Do you buy them at the, that little hole in the wall that's uh, down there? Sometimes I go to Yarmouth and get them. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's yeah, a long way yeah, to that's travel. That's a long way to go. How about Woods Hole? You ever go down there? Oh, yeah. I've been down Woods Hole yeah, many times. Uh, many times. A lot of shiitake mushrooms down there. <laughs> you, yeah. you, absolutely. But you wouldn't know. I'm going to stop right there my, before. my little dog I take with me, the Shizu. <laughs> What a dumb show. It really is. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, with sports gambling now being legal in much of the country, including here in Massachusetts, there are times when Lady Luck is nothing more than a fickle, spiteful jerk. Oh, sure, she seems nice when she's smiling down upon you with rich financial rewards, but there are also times when she's willing to crush your soul and take it all away and then some. And when that happens, as it often does, you will occasionally be reminded of the phrase, please gamble responsibly. That really means two things. One, don't spend more than you have. And two, when you lose, don't act like a jerk. Case in point, yesterday Bradley Beal of the NBA's Washington Wizards spoke publicly about an incident last month that occurred against a fan in Orlando. According to Beal, 
Uh, following the Wizards' loss to the Orlando Magic, he was approached by a fan after the game who said, quote, you made me lose 1,300 hours, you effer. It was at this point where Bradley turned around and swatted the guy upside the head. The incident was then investigated by Orlando police, but according to Bill yesterday, quote, nobody wants to lose money. I get it. If you keep it all about sports, I'm all for it. But I think when, it, when people start getting personal, talking about your family, talking about your character, your integrity towards the game, well, we can really keep those comments to ourselves. Folks, Bradley Beal is right. Sure, he probably shouldn't have smacked that guy upside the head, but the truth is he wasn't the guy who made the guy lose $1,300. It was the guy that bet the $1,300 who lost the $1,300. To blame Bradley Beal for your losses is like trying to blame Brian Lapis for 18 inches of snow and low wind chills. Trust me, there are far better reasons not to care for Brian Lapis, and the weather isn't one of them. Personally, I would welcome having Bradley Beal smack me upside the head every time I placed a bad bet or spent too much or put myself in a position of total financial ruin. And although Beal's got lots of free time in his hands, especially since the Wizards missed the playoffs, he is largely unavailable to provide that kind of service. But I do think it would be very helpful. Bottom line, if you lose, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. But hey, never mind yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there are grills... And then there's the Traeger Timberline, wood-fired flavor, total temperature control. The Traeger Timberline usually costs you 2100 bucks. The, tra- the Timberline now on sale for 1400 at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <clears throat> Red flag fire warning. Red flag fire warning. Red flag in effect from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, for much of Massachusetts, the National Weather Service has issued the red flag warning, which means don't burn anything outside because it could get breezy and you could start a forest fire. Well, there you go. That's, right. uh, that's good advice. But it's going to be a nice couple of days. A uh, mix of sun and clouds. Uh, high is 73. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. Um, let's see. We got uh, a couple of, I, we, we're going to take your calls on this East Hampton thing. If you, if you'd like to chime in, but keep it to that topic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you can save your other questions for open line Friday. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's a few days from now. Yeah. This is not, this is not an open line Tuesday. We're not falling for that again. No, it certainly, uh, is not. And, uh, last night at the, uh, the East Hampton, uh, well, it wasn't at the town hall. They were all kind of on their in their own places on the uh, Zoom meeting. Is that what is that? Oh, that's the ad. I th- this autoplay video thing is ridiculous. Well, can't you set up a, a setting thing? There, that, pro- uh... there probably is, but I don't know how to do that. And I'm not. Uh, you know, if I had a producer, I could probably do all that. Well, yeah, you probably uh, could. Anything. But uh, here's the story from Western Mass News. The East Hampton School Committee has voted that they will not continue their negotiations with Dr. Vito Perone. The school district will have a new superintendent, and despite public outcry, the school committee has voted to offer the position to one of the other finalists. After much discussion, the school committee voted 5-2 to to not resume negotiations with Perone, who was offered the superintendent position at the end of March. The East Hampton School Committee voted to offer the position to Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark, which she accepted. Dr. Faginski-Stark is interested in entering negotiations and has accepted the position pending su- successful notifications uh, negotiations. Uh, that's according to East Hampton School Committee member Cynthia Kwasinski. She was the one that uh, 
took exception right. to the, the email that Dr. Brown wrote. I don't necessarily see this as us choosing the second best person. I think for better or worse, messy, definitely, this process has been at this point, we have three candidates in front of us and we are trying to find in this moment, and we have more information than we did in the last moment, who's the right candidate, said another East Hampton School Committee member. Uh, Perone's offer was later rescinded following a controversial email where Perone referred to the school committee chair and executive assistant as ladies. School committee members discussed the use of the word ladies in Perone's email. Should Dr. Perone have addressed the chair in a more formal way? Yes. Was this a sign that he would oppress the women with whom he would work? No, never, said East Hampton School Committee member Lori Garcia. Many members of the public showed their support for Perone. Dr. Perone is a beyond qualified for this position and his redaction from the town is beyond unprofessional, said Casey Young of East Hampton. Others hope that the city can move forward with the ordeal. What I'm hoping is that we can come together as a community on the choices in our language can really divide us and so bitterly, said one resident. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, We've seen comments of hate, threats, and divisiveness. There is no place for that here as we try to work together, said another East Hampton resident. The school committee chair said she has always worked hard to keep the district's best interest at heart. During this decision-making process, she also hopes that the district is able to overcome the differences on the road ahead. Maybe starting by resigning would be the way to fix things around here. Yeah, except I don't think uh, the arrogance that sets up the the entire the problem to yeah. begin with would allow that person to just say, "Okay, you know what? I guess I've." Uh, I- yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I've exceeded my my right. authority here. Uh, here is uh, here's a clip from one of the uh, East Hampton residents who I th- I thought was uh, was pretty good in her in her argument. Hello, um, thank you for the opportunity to speak. My name is Marissa Carreri, and I am a nearly 20-year resident of East Hampton, a mother of children in our elementary and high school, a public educator, and a former three-term member of the East Hampton School Committee. I have friends and former colleagues on this committee, and I make my statement with both regard for them as people and concern for their actions as elected representatives. As we have seen reflected in the public discourse, there are deep divides over how to interpret the events of the past week. But what is not up for debate is that this school committee has acted in disregard of procedure and therefore of their ethical obligations as elected representatives. Specifically, there is no debate about the fact that the school committee took a public vote at the end of a long, carefully regulated hiring process that involved great effort and attention from the community, and then went behind closed doors and took a very different vote. In doing so, the committee did nothing to anticipate the very predictable political fallout and has done nothing to manage the rising tensions since. Some members seem to believe Dr. Perone bears the responsibility for the national attention that this issue has received. The committee really should have anticipated that any public professional would reasonably go to the same local free press that had published an announcement of the job offer to explain the rescinded offer, using the very same terms that the chair has confirmed she communicated to him. The committee's preference for secrecy does not likewise obligate uncontracted job candidates to secrecy. Meanwhile, Members of the committee have retreated, avoiding questions from their constituents and pointing to the executive session as a cloak. The vacuum of information that has been created by the committee's actions has been the biggest driver of this controversy, and that's precisely why elected representatives are required to take major votes in public with a posted agenda. The members of the school committee must take responsibility for their role in this controversy. What is also undebatable is that whoever steps into the superintendency will be entering a very different district than the one they applied two weeks ago. The new superintendent will enter a divided community under local and national scrutiny. As the members learned when they attended training by the Massachusetts Association of School Committees, 
Hiring a superintendent is one of the most powerful responsibilities of the school committee. As the managers of this hiring process, members need to take accountability for their role in the crisis it has generated and the long-term effects this will have on East Hampton's reputation as an employer. To be clear, I'm concerned about transparency, integrity, and accountability that support democratic processes. I recognize that people at this meeting, on the committee, and in the audience who do not want Dr. Perone to become superintendent will celebrate that outcome if it's achieved, regardless of the process that produces that outcome. But I would encourage all of us to pay attention to how we got here. Falsely won victories are temporary, and a culture of corrupted process eventually comes around to harm everyone. I'm concerned that our elected leaders behave as though the votes they take in public are non-binding, that they can go behind closed doors to produce a different vote, that they can ask the community to blindly trust their actions without explanation, that they can disparage ordinary use of the local free press, that they can malign a broad swath of politically diverse constituents. Mar Marisa, unfortunately, the three minutes have okay. gone. The three Thank minutes you. have oh, yeah. All right, yeah, all, yeah, all those good yeah. points that you were just making, and they were like, uh, like, like one haymaker after another. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to disregard and move on. I'm sorry, Marissa, you're making very good points. We can't have any of this at the school meeting. We let's move on to. The, we did not no. set this up to but, have people of intelligence speak. But that is that is uh, the three minute allotted time. You that has to, those rules have to be followed. Otherwise, you'd have somebody going off for ten or fifteen minutes talking about the topic. And uh, frankly, I think the three minute thing is a good idea. Uh, big round of applause for Mar Marissa, though, for uh, you know, very laying all those points out very well. well she's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, the, these these kinds of hirings are very regulated. There's lots of rules. The the law isn't is is involved to make sure that it is a fair process wherever you do it. And she's right. If all of those if all of those processes can be rescinded in a in a private meeting without any real explanation. Other than a microaggression, which I don't think anyone is buying, uh, you know, that screams that there is something seriously wrong within the school committee and, and with the mayor who sits on the school committee. Yeah. And you know what? Again, uh, there were several uh, residents who brought up the fact that Mayor Nicole LaChapelle said her own racist comment to a student last year. Right. Right. Then apologized, and then whatever, all was forgiven. Right. And now, the same, uh, which is far less worse than than a racial comment, somebody addressing somebody as ladies. Now, the the, the mayor could make the same argument I made uh, last uh, last hour when you're creating a, like a red herring argument where you're throwing something in to distract mm -hmm. uh, you from the actual point that you're arguing about. She could say that. But the reality is there are some parallels here because you're talking about public apologies. Yeah. She was she made a public apology for her comment and that was sufficient. But there's no public apology for this situation because that well, Mr. Perone offered an apology and that wasn't sufficient. So what separates one apology from the other? Why is one okay but the other one is is uh, is not worthy of hiring you? And for what it's worth, uh, Miss Kwasinski was the one that accepted the apology of Mayor La Chapelle for that incident. Yes, it's it, you're not making a whole lot of sense, and you're not doing yourself any favors. And to completely disregard the voters of your city by doing something that nobody wanted you to do, you should all be recalled or you should at least resign from your positions because it doesn't look good for you 
and it doesn't look good for the town that you represent. Yeah, I mean, so. if I if I were living in East Hampton, I would be I would be furious about what this whole thing. Yeah, this is this is bananas. Even even if uh, if Erica Vaginsky Stark is qualified mm-hmm. uh, to to do this, she's the director of curriculum and instruction at Ludlow Public Schools. Even if she is fully qualified to be the superintendent in East Hampton, I would still be disappointed by yeah. the fact that I'm going to accept a position in this. Yeah mess Listen, of I'm the school not, department. I'm not questioning the qualifications of, no. of her, and I, nor am I uh, questioning qualifications of the other candidate. It's the process that has been uh, kind of tainted, if you will, yeah. I if I want to use that word. Uh, yeah, go ahead and yeah. take a phone call here. Yeah, we've had uh, somebody calling here for a while. Rock 102. Uh, they kept calling and calling and calling. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Okay. Oh, Sorry, car sorry. warranty up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've 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 basically given the town a black eye. Now, on the on the other half of that, the school committee is basically blaming Dr. Perone for causing all this controversy. No, no, they have they have brought this on themselves. If he was not qualified to your speci- to your liking. He should have never have been voted in to begin with. Exactly. And Except sh- he was an exceptionally yeah. qualified candidate, perhaps more so than the others. Yeah, it's uh oh now we get the call here. Let's okay. see. Let's see if we can get this again. All right. Rock one oh two, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Garth. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I noticed were you talking about Michael Lerner before, like a day or two ago? I know it's been their celebrity birthdays in the last two days. He was actually under celebrity birthdays, isn't that weird? You're right. That is uh, that is a kick in the face. Well, all right. Thanks well, thank you very much for the point. Call. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Very you. Very all right. Let's uh, see all if right. this is anybody. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. I would like to stay anonymous, but I do live in East Hampton. Okay. All right. And how do you feel? Um, I would like to say I'm just going to throw this little tidbit in there. Um, the chair's best friend just got elected for the student, the school council. Okay. Okay. They're. they're friends and it, it, it's her the way she did it isn't right she didn't go by her qualifications or anything that it looks like it appears to be that she is hiring her based off of her being her best friend here here's what uh you know i mean i i don't know anything about that topic that you're talking about but here's what every, i don't think a lot of people do right and i think here's what every resident of east hampton needs to do you need to go to uh mass open meeting law Right. And go on the state website and file a complaint about the violations that happened at that meeting because you need to do it within 30 days of the meeting happening. Because nobody wants yeah. the old and ladies it's, network. It's easy enough to do. You just, uh, you know, you Google Massachusetts open meeting law complaint and it'll take you to the website and you, you can file the complaint there. I think uh, that's probably going to be the best course of action for anybody to do. Well, I think that is also a great idea, but we are also putting in effect. We're trying to get a petition signed to get all of them removed a, from the a, board. A recall, and I don't blame you either yeah. on that. If I was a voter in that town, I would do the same thing. Listen, we appreciate the call. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. You bet. It's Thanks. 725 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday afternoon for Pat's Pets. This Wednesday at around 2.15, the Thomas J. O'Connor Adoption Center visits Rock 102 with an adoptable pet, and Pat will be on the air to find it a permanent home. Hopefully, it doesn't poop in a studio. Hopefully, it does. Hank! 
Pat's Pets, proudly sponsored by Tudor House Liquors in East Longmeadow, committed to finding homes for the rescue animals of the TJO and Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Looking to add some extra fun and excitement to your next night out? Play Kino from the Mass Lottery. Now through April 16th, play Kino Bonus for a greater chance to multiply your prize with the addition of a 2x multiplier. If you're on the go, you can still get in on the fun. Get your Kino to go tickets at your local retailer, then follow the action on the Mass Lottery app where you can watch Kino games, search past results, find a retailer, and find out the latest hot and cold numbers. It's all part of living and playing in the state of winning. Must be 18 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Are you tired of maintaining your old deck? Constant staining and repairing is expensive and time-consuming, but finding the best replacement products can be confusing and overwhelming. You need a brand you can trust. That's why Kelly Fedette offers Trex Decking, the world's number one decking brand. The proprietary shell from Trex eliminates time-consuming maintenance. Its surface is easy to clean, installs with hidden fasteners, and keeps its beauty over time. Visit a Kelly Fredette showroom today and see why it's time to build it better. You have an office in Hartford? Do you have an office furniture store? There's an office furniture store just north of Hartford that's on its way to becoming Hartford's office furniture store. Conklin Office Furniture, the big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center in Holyoke. Conklin doesn't have a showroom in Hartford, someday maybe, but Conklin has something better, the New England Office Furniture Brain Trust. Randy, Jeff, Ariel, Tony, and Jimmy Mack. Yes, Conklin comes to you. And they don't just come with tape measures and catalogs. They come with ideas. What are your options? What has worked for other companies? Call Conklin. Book an appointment. Then, when you're ready to see the desks, workstations, and conference room furniture, Conklin's just a short drive up I-91. Conklin Office Furniture. The big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center on Appleton in Holyoke, Mass. It's 727 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, the phones are lighting up. Yeah, let's uh, give it a shot here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Dave from Enfield. Hey, Dave, Dave, what's up? So, hey, has anybody reached out to the, the guy with the top hat to see what he has to say about what's going on in East Hampton? <laughs> Remember the guy? He was he was debating with uh, Mayor LaChapelle last year. He kind of, you know, made a show out of it. Right. And he was, it wasn't, but yeah, but yeah you know what? We probably should get him on. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, All right, man. Thank Appreciate it. Much. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, uh, yes. My name is Matt. Hey, Matt. What's, what's up? up, Matt? Um, yeah, so I grew up in East Hampton with the, their schooling system, and I had Perone as my uh, my principal. And um, so I am very for Dr. Perone being the superintendent. It is unfortunate what happened in the clown show of East Hampton last night on the meeting and the previous meetings. But I would just like to point out that the new superintendent that they just um, are in negotiations with is friends with the chairperson. And also, if anyone was watching, the mayor last night was camera off for the public um, public um, yeah. talk. Yeah, I noticed that too. So, and I and I did, did. You hear the one person uh, say, "You know, I'd rather see your faces when when I'm talking to you." And this is why we need to do in person meetings. Yep, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, our kids yeah. are back in school. Our teachers are back in school. Why can't we, making a big decision like this, be in person and see? So, well, they, I mean, their their oh, argument oh, was it was a capacity issue. They wouldn't have had uh, the capacity in the in the uh, the 
commission's chambers. They wouldn't have had uh, the capacity in the school auditorium. And that's what they that's what they were arguing last week, that this could only be done on on Zoom. It's it. There's always excuses coming out of, of course. Well, yeah, because my question to that is, what did they do before Zoom came along? when you had an overcapacity meeting. There had to have been a time at some point well, where they yes, had a big giant but, town meeting. But previous school committees haven't made a decision this stupid in, uh, in oh, about 100 yeah, years. There so go, there you why. go. All right, thank hey, you. we appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. You thank bet. You. It's 729. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. From- 733. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. There is a, uh, let's see, uh, uh, there was a, I just had a traffic update. I got um, a traffic update. Ro- traffic. Uh, what, I, what do I say? Uh, Roadhog. Uh, Roadhog. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Ready? Uh, yes. A portion of Plainsfield Street in the north end of Springfield is currently blocked off due to a crash. The crash involving two vehicles is in the area of the I-91 overpass heading from Main Street towards the North End Bridge. Plainfield Street is currently shut down at the ramp to I-91 northbound. Springfield Captain uh, Fire Captain Drew Piemonte said there were only minor injuries in the crash and no one had to be taken to the hospital, but uh, there's a little bit of a backup in that area there. Right. Luckily, that's not a heavily traveled road at all. No, no one ever is driving around on no. Plainfield Street. Uh, a portion of Route 20 in West Springfield was down to one lane of travel due to a two-car motor vehicle crash. According to the West Springfield Fire Department, Route 20 was sh- uh, down to one lane of travel in the area of Charles and Sibley Avenue due to a rollover accident. Traffic was being diverted down Sibley. Uh, Route 20 is now open in both directions. Lieutenant uh, Tony Spear from the West Springfield Fire Department uh, said that two occupants were sent to the hospital for their injuries. The cause of the accident is still being investigated uh, 22 News will not continue to update you when no more information becomes available. So, Are they you know, telling you they're not going to update? No, I'm saying Oh, you're that. just saying I'm that. just adding that in there. Oh, okay. It says they will update. But they probably won't get around well, to it. Well, we never hear about the, uh, the follow-up. Multiple crews were called to South Main Street in Sandusfield. All the way out in Sandusfield. We're doing Sandusfield news now? You know who lives there? No. Karen Allen. From uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Yeah, that Karen Allen. Yeah, she has a store out in Great Barrington. Is she holding on to some of her father's uh, archaeological artifacts, especially ones that could help find the uh, the Lost Ark of the Covenant? She may or may not be. You never know. Has she ever been visited by really creepy Nazis in uh, Sandusfield? I think maybe she has. Uh, according to the Monterey Fire Department, at 11.03 a.m. Monday morning, the uh, department requested mutual aid to South Main Street in Sandusfield to help put out an attic fire. Fire officials say that a roof and solar panels were involved. The solar panels caught fire. How'd that happen? You know what? I got them on the top of my house, and I was always wondering that. What if there was some like major electrical malfunction on those things? Uh, that would start the house on fire. I wonder how often that happens. I I haven't. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not like it's happening all the time because you yeah. don't hear about it. But I don't know. Interesting. Now, do you still have guys? Uh, if let's say your roof burns and yeah. your solar panels are uh, destroyed, yeah. uh, will there still be guys walking door to door to sell you new ones? Probably. Hey, uh, I can see you could use some solar up there. I had a guy come to my house last week okay it's dinner time six o'clock at night now i'm sitting down to eat a meal i've been waiting all day for this meal because i love dinner and uh the dude 
knocks on our front door. Now, that's very unusual because, uh, you know, we don't get a lot of people knocking on the front door. And so I go up and I open the door and there's this uh, young fella telling me that uh, he would like to talk to me about solar panels. But I'm not looking to sell you nothing. Just want to give you some information and ask you a few questions about uh, your feelings about solar panels. <laughs> I told him I'm not interested in solar panels. And he responded by saying, well, may I ask why? He said, and I and my response is, I panicked. I said, uh, we're not looking to uh, stay here, and we're actually going to be uh, selling the house. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not in any rush to sell the house. Well, that's an opportunity for him to say, well, you should do this for the next owner. Yeah. Well, I think what I was trying to say is get off my front yard and go away, you door-knocking shyster. Who's doing door-to-door sales in 2023? In this know. day and age, who's doing that? I had some kid a uh, few years ago, before the pandemic, uh, obviously. This guy was at the house on like a sum- Sunday afternoon at mm-hmm. like four, trying to sell magazines. And I'm like, this is a total scam. Of course it is. You're going all the way out in the middle of nowhere to sell people magazines? In Huntington? Yeah. Please. Hey, we have uh, we have some leaflets in town. We don't need your magazines. Listen, I'm just going to tell you, if you are an employer and you send people out door to door to sell your stuff, mm-hmm. I'm not buying. If I want solar panels bad enough and, and I'm you know in no uh, rush to get them, I'll call around. I'm not going to I'm not sitting there in my front room saying, God, I wish somebody would just at least knock on the door and sell me some solar panels. Here's a here's where you can get the most attention of people in the town of Huntington if you're going to do that. The bulletin board at the local convenience store. Yes. Because everybody hangs out there and everybody reads that thing. Matter of fact, that's where I found that. uh, Remember that business card? It was a lady who obviously cheated on. uh, She was cheating with a man who was married. And then it was uh, a woman who wrote a profession. She gave the adulteress's name Mm -hmm. and then wrote that she was uh, available for home wrecking. Uh, and it was like a whole like business. I still have the picture. That's great. And uh, it had her number and uh-huh. everything on it. And uh, I, I posted it online, but I blocked out the number and the name because I wasn't trying to, you know, cause sure uh, issues. But I thought the thing was well written. And I'm like, oh, look, a little passive aggressive revenge. Yeah, that. that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's cool. The uh, Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad was called to Davis Street Monday morning after a resident reported a suspicious tote at around 11.15 uh, a.m., According to 22 News reporter Callie Collins. Callie Collins? I think it's Kaylee Collins. Okay. They've misspelled her name. They did? Their own reporter? Yes. Their own employee. It's supposed to be spelled K-A-E-L-E-E. They spelled it K-A-A-L-E-E. Their own reporter they spelled the name wrong of. That would be like uh, having on screen Brian Lopez. Uh, well, nobody would really care. But it's still wrong. Right, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Lapass. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they put the I, the A instead of the I. Yes. Yeah. And you wouldn't want, and, and Brian, don't play that way. No. Uh, so the uh, street was blocked off at Carew Street, heading in the uh, heading in the direction of N Street. A suspicious tote was found on a resident's front lawn. Uh, according to Ryan Walsh, uh, the arson and bomb squad conducted the investigation. Fire Captain Drew Piemonte said the package was x-rayed and determined that no hazard was present. The area was then cleared. I believe it's pronounced Ryan Walsh. Ryan. 
Welsh. Yes. His name is Welsh. Uh, let's see. Uh, the East Hampton School Committee was eviscerated by disgusted residents Monday evening for canceling the superintendent candidate who lost his job after he used the term ladies in an email to the committee chair. The school committee, which had voted behind closed door to rescind the officer, uh, rescind the offer for superintendent candidate Vito Perone, voted five to two to not re-enter negotiations with Perone, and then they voted to put in the second candidate, Erica Faginski Stark. I told you, I told you you weren't going to be satisfied with the outcome because that's what they do in these things. They, everybody walks away feeling like they've been had, like they've been ripped off. That's what town meetings are supposed to do. Because when you have overwhelming support and, you know, you know, they, they were saying like, oh, no, 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 no. Those are just the loudest voices in the crowd. Those are the ones uh, that, you know, there's not that many people like in support of this guy. Yeah. That's not true at all. No, in fact, it was the absolute opposite. Yeah. And uh, the only ones that were against him on that school committee uh, meeting last night were some of the residents who clearly had uh, <laughs> pre written statements. Pre written statements for them uh, to say why they didn't want uh, Dr. Perone and, and it, like listing all of these things about him that were never revealed earlier. Yeah. As, as if you're just dredging up stuff to prove your point. You know, uh, the thing about all of this is is that um, anybody who votes in East Hampton mm-hmm. votes to have people run this thing without having to second guess anything they do, right? right. Like you, you vote someone in the school committee, you vote for them because you think, well, the schools are going to be just fine. The school, you know, good schools mean good property values. It means, you know, people want to move into town. It means they can, you know, it's a good, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's just a good thing to have in your town. Right. But if you're a voter now and you see this kind of foolishness, uh, all you can do is say, are my kids being well-educated by these idiots who are making these kinds of decisions? Because the school committee does kind of set the agenda for schools and sometimes they switch up, you know, uh, you know curriculum and hire people and all this other stuff. And I'm just wondering, are our schools in good hands here? Because by the sounds of it, no, it doesn't really seem uh, like they are. No, and uh, you know if you're talking about uh, uh, a conflict of interest, I mean these are there's all these things that need to be looked into. And again, I think if you're a resident of East Hampton, your best course of action is to go file an open meeting law violation and sign a petition to get recall- recalls from some of these school committee members because it's ridiculous the way they've handled this whole thing. It's actually an excellent uh, suggestion because if open r- meeting rules were violated in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone's going to have to answer to that, and they may have to restart this whole process all over again. One of the things I did see about the uh, the the open meeting law was that Maura Healy actually signed into law at the end of March uh, to add to the open meeting law that you could continue to hold these meetings in Zoom for the whole state, not just for you know East Hampton specifically. It's just yeah. for everybody. That needs to end. We need to get back in person with people, and we need to see their faces. And that was a lot of that was a good point made by some of those residents last night, saying, "Hey, look, we want to be there in person to tell you our feelings, and I want to see your reaction to it." We, th- th- it gives it that human experience. Then, yeah, it doesn't give a human experience when you're blocking the screen on your Zoom call so nobody can see you, you- which which the mayor did several times. 
You can also block people from from being heard, and that's a possibility too. Uh, it may be possible the people that sit in this committee chose not to listen to any of the complaints because their minds were already made up. Nah, this whole thing is just uh, discombobulated. It we can, is. We can bobulate it. We're trying to combobulate it back to normal. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny, uh, mostly sunny, and then uh, overcast in the afternoon because I'm trying to stick with Bax's weather. Mm-hmm. 73 for a high. More of the same for tomorrow. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Let's get real. Unlo- Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 in Boston. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and uh, breezy today. There will be a red flag uh, fire warning uh, in effect from 10 to 7, which means uh, don't do any outdoor brush fires because uh, you could start a major forest fire. High of 73. Tomorrow, high of 73. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Join Steve and the road crew this Friday from noon to 2 at the Home Outlet in Springfield. Spring is here, and it's time to start thinking about those home improvement projects that you've been putting off forever. Three days only, April 13th through the 15th. You can save 20% off storewide on new kitchens, bathrooms, floors, windows, and doors. And while you're there, you stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win some wicked cool prizes. That's this Friday, noon to 2 at the Home Outlet, 685 Boston Road in Springfield with Steve Nagel and the road crew from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Why pay for a wedding? Why? Yeah. Because someone's got to pay for it? Because it ain't free? For uh, for one week, uh, good for one week you can get married at the Oscar Mayer Mobile in Vegas. Now you tell for me. For free. But you know what? The audio clip isn't working. It was supposed to be the Oscar Mayer theme oh song. Oh, my God. At, uh, what, kind of, what kind of radio show is this? I, you know what we need? A producer. producer. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Sure would. All right, so you can get married in the Oscar Motor- Meyer Wienermobile. Right. We won't uh, We won't talk anymore about that. How about baseball? The Tampa Bay Rays are still the only undefeated team so far this season. They're now 10-0 and after beating the Red Sox <laughs> in a pitcher's duel last night in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It was uh, still scoreless in the bottom of the eighth until uh, this happened. The 3-2. Swung on. Uh, yeah. Would you like me to uh, widen my stance and get a better swift kick right at the jumbies uh, no, for me? I, what do you want to do? I like doing that to you. The Rays' longest win streak is 12 games. They played uh, Boston again tonight, uh, and the longest undefeated uh, starts to an MLB season is the Brewers. I remember that. I re- I remember that because I was out there at the time. Yeah, and there was this like uh, this dumpy hamburger chain that was like everyone's gonna get a George Webb hamburger if they if they win twenty three games. Yeah, and we all got our cheap nasty tasting hamburgers for free. And we're like, thank you, Milwaukee Brewers. There you go. Yeah, they went uh, thir- thirteen and zero, and then in nineteen eighty one, the A's went eleven and zero. But I thought maybe maybe it's just the opening season. I thought the one the Red Sox held the record for the most wins. That record you're talking about yeah. right there is to start off the season. Because that was like, oh, this one I'm talking about now. Yeah. The one that the Red Sox had was like midseason, wasn't it? Where they I had believe like so. 15 games in a row or something like something that. Something like crazy that. like that. Uh, well, I guess uh, Tampa Bay is the one to go to now. I guess. Yeah. Uh, here's a question. Does Christina Aguilera have vaginas painted on her fingernails? 
Oh, my God. I have no idea, Steve. Uh, during a recent interview, Christina Aguilera was asked about her provocative fingernails. It appears that uh, lips are protruding from them. Here's how Christina explained it. I'm staring at your nails. Oh, yes. What's happening? They're so fun. You know, they're open to interpretation. Is they're that a vagina? Of, it could be a vagina. <laughs> it could be lips. And then there's an actual mouth and tongue on the I on mean, the this could be more appropriate for a Call Her Daddy episode. Oh my god, this is like such, a, is, are those like little lady parts on your fingernails? Those are so cute. That is disgusting. Tell me where you got them. How much did you spend? Oh, I got them, uh, I got them, I got them down at Walmart. They sell them all over the place. Those little stick-on nails. Little stick-on vagina nails. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. I've got to go get them so, myself. Oh, my God. This is totally a daddy moment. So adorbs. I can't wait. <laughs> Moving along, here's a Michigan man disguised himself as a Walmart employee while trying to escape from police officers. <laughs> he went into the store after a 45-minute car chase with police. Here is uh, Michigan Police Lieutenant Michael Shaw breaking down what happened after the suspect ran into the store. One of the workers there said, hey, that guy doesn't work here. Troopers confronted him. One of them said, yep, that's our guy. He ran up to the front of the store where troopers were able to tackle him. Now, this is the first time we've had somebody go into a Walmart, try to disguise himself as a Walmart worker, and kudos to the person that got involved. Yeah, you know... Um... <laughs> It might be a good idea on the yeah. surface because it's like all you got to do is just go grab a smock in there somewhere. Yeah. You're, you're, usually yeah. your loss prevention officers are not supposed to chase a guy going out of the store. Right. But if they wind up coming back in. You're done. That's it. Yeah. All bets are off. Did he? Do, I wonder if he did that whole like put his finger over his, uh, his mouth going, <laughs> hello? No, I'm not the suspect you're looking for. I'm a Walmart employee. There must be somebody else who's sweating profusely in a Walmart smock. <laughs> Look out for falling prices. Uh, it's 7.57. We have a interview with Stephen Michael Cazada from Breaking Bad, that show that I've never seen. I can't believe you've never seen it. But, yeah, Gomi from uh, Breaking Bad coming yeah. up in just a little bit. And also he's going to be at the Agawam Cinemas on the 15th. We'll give you more information about that and possibly some tickets. There you go. 7.57, Rock 102. Let's go. That is weird. You know, uh, I know we've had this discussion before where I've said that uh, among one of the greatest – television dramas that there's ever been in the history of of television uh sopranos uh no that's that's but that's in my top three uh er no that's not even close knots landing definitely not we used to have watch parties for those no i know listen i love knots landing like anybody else i could watch william devane all day long mm -hmm, but that's not uh that's not i wouldn't put it even in my my top 25 but for my money benson Ooh, Brent Benson is good. But that was a, a situational comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Would be Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. I uh, don't know. What, the guy from uh, Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah, but yeah. You, you see what a, you, you learn what a, an amazing actor he he turned out to be. He was in Godzilla. <clears throat> he may have been in Godzilla. He was um, Tim Watley, the dentist on Seinfeld. Yes. Well, anyway, my point is this. Uh, one of the stars, one of the big uh, Hollywood stars of that show is Stephen Michael Cazada, the guy that played Gomi, one of the uh, the DEA agents. Uh, you know, worked uh, worked aside uh, uh, Hank, and you know how badly that turned out uh, for both of them. But yet, Stephen is, uh, is also a stand-up comic, and he's going to be at 
The Agawam Cinema is on the 15th. Two shows, 7 and 9 o'clock. He'll be there along with uh, Philip Anthony, uh, who's also a very, very good comic. It's going to be a great uh, night of, uh, of laughs. We happen to have uh, tickets to the 9 o'clock show. The 10th caller at 293-1021 will win those tickets. And Stephen Michael Cazadas happened to be on the on the uh, phone with us right now. Uh, Stephen Michael Cazada, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm Steve Nagel. This is a back, my co-host Bax, and uh, and I gotta right. I, I gotta admit something to you. What's that? I have never watched Breaking Bad. What? Yeah. Can you be- person ever? Yeah, yeah. But Steve, can you believe that? I've been saying I've been saying for months. What human being does not know that you're talking to Gomi right now for crying out ah. loud? Unbelievable. I, how do you? How does any American? <laughs> With any with any sense of uh, a sense of a sense of himself, had not watched Breaking Bad or, or Better Call Saul. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what to say. I'm. I'm dumbfounded. This is the first for me. And, uh, you know. Uh, I've. You know. I, and at my age, there's not very many firsts. Yeah. I don't get that many firsts anymore. Yeah. Well, I. Um, I, I got to tell you that the two times I've had COVID in the last couple of years, I I binged the hell out of Breaking Bad both times. That series made me feel better when I felt my worst. <laughs> yeah, it made you feel better about yeah. your life, I hope. Oh, it made me, listen, I, I, at, at the end of it all, I felt like, well, at least I'm not Gomi. <laughs> right? <laughs> at least, I'm, yeah. not, at least listen, I'm not Hank. Listen, I, I've seen a couple of episodes, but I don't, I mean, I, I know what the show's about. How the hell I just, not I don't, in? I, 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 I don't know. Steven, I don't know what you, I don't even know why you're sitting here. I'd be, I'd be so mad right now. That's funny, you know. But you know, I think, I think, I think I might be a little jealous. Jealous? Je- Why? Yeah, yeah. Because now you may go back and watch the best written television show ever, and I have to watch TV with my wife. <laughs> that can be that can be uh, taxing. Can't does she ever say? Days. Does she yeah. ever say, "What do you want to watch?" And say, "Let's watch back Breaking Bad again." I, I tried, but now you know I'm forced to watch the real Housewives. Oh yes, and uh, yeah, and they're not real Housewives. You know, if I never see you with a broom or a mop, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I hate to be that way. I mean, it sounds sexist, but you know, a housewife when I was growing up was actually, you know, a housewife. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll put it this way: if Maria is raising your kids. <laughs> Maria is. The real housewife. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Somebody has to say it, man. You know. See if I they think if they called it drunk rich women, that then would I would have been okay with it because at least the title fits. <laughs> more accurate. You know, they should start cooking oh, yeah. meth on the show. Yeah, that's what they I should think, do. I, I think if they want drama, I think they should go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're, I mean, yeah. in, in a way. You're kind of right. I can't imagine any of those women on any of those shows or any of the spinoffs, you know, in a, in a house coat and slippers. No. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, looking like. Kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. Driving kids in a minivan it would never happen yeah. on that show. No, no. I think the cars they drive, you can only fit one kid in there at a time. Now, um, now do, you, do you have kids? Oh, yeah. Three daughters. Yep. I'm the. I'm the Join the club. I got three daughters. Steve here's got yeah, two. two. It's like nothing but uh, we're shooting pink bullets over here. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm cleaning hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. It's like, it's like a shedding yeah. dog. 
Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I have to I have to duct tape scissors to the vacuum so I can cut the spinner thing. Um, <laughs> so it will continue to spin because, you know, uh, after one round of vacuuming, uh, it gets stuck. <laughs> Every single damn That's time. That's how much hair it is. Yeah. I have four dogs, too. Oh, my God. That's what they yeah, must, so you, pe- pe- people come to my house with a windbreaker. They leave with a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> so they're lucky. I, we live in New Mexico where you're actually, you need you need a fur coat right now. So. <laughs> now, it, that's kind of interesting that uh, you're from, you're living in New Mexico. So, you know, the, the, the show Breaking Bad is based in, uh, in, uh, in New Mexico, in Albuquerque. I mean, it's. Yeah. Is a is is it really as a warm and as scenic as it as it appeared on the show? It's beautiful. Look, my family goes back, you know, seven hundred years here, man. I mean, I'm wow. mostly Native American, uh, and uh, so we so we didn't cross the border. Just so everybody knows, the border crossed us, and um, uh, and it's beautiful, right? It, Five thousand feet elevation. So when people think, you know, oh well, that's desert. And we're like, yeah, it, there's desert up here, and then there's mountains, and there's a river. Uh, and but the desert is high desert. It's not like you know Arizona or Nevada desert. You know that's that's desert, man. That is hot. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I call that Africa hot. Yeah, and, uh, that's... we're not Africa. We're not Africa hot. We're just regular hot you know yeah that's that's but you know what uh, for new englanders like us that's that sounds plenty hot enough yeah that's true yeah you guys i think are you still in winter uh <laughs> we're, we're we're like on no you know what it is this is like the faux winter or the faux spring okay. it like teases us for a couple of weeks with like temperatures in the anywhere from the for, mid 40s to 60s or maybe even 80s at some point but then we'll get hit with yeah. a giant snowstorm probably next week yeah because it, it, we're not in the clear yeah. until like the beginning of may oh okay because we still have a little it's still a little cold we've had a couple of really good days and then uh i think we're on our way out though i think we're pretty much because we're at five thousand like i said five thousand feet elevation we're still pretty high you know we're we're at that mile high spot Wait. so uh, we're not completely out but we you know but we're playing golf we're already playing golf and if uh you know as long as it's not windy and it's sunny we're good well steven a, you've been playing golf all year long it's new mexico there's never there's never i mean what is it the coldest it gets over there is what 50 no it gets cold we're in the mountains so the, the sandia mountains is right you know there's the real grand river and Sandia Mountains, and uh, so we we actually do get winter. Um, it's been you know down in the the you know three days ago it was that freezing, so it was at thirty wow. or twenty twenty nine degrees. Um, well, it's gonna that, you know that was, so we're we're crazy weather too. Only once once we're out of winter we're out, and so we we won't see it again until you know January February. Well, uh, we're looking at uh, uh, temps of 85 degrees when you get here uh, this weekend. Well, because I'm bringing the heat. That's man. right. That's bringing the heat with you. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you're going to you're going to be performing at uh, at the Agawam Cinemas on uh, Saturday the 15th. There's two shows, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Philip Anthony is uh, is opening for you. Steve knows him, says he's very very funny. Yeah, he's a great great comedian. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that'll be yeah. great. I'm ex- I'm excited, man. I've been on tour. 
Uh, I've been, uh, you know, uh, and I, I, and I'm, I've been most of my my career. I've been a West Coast kind of comic. I hadn't really uh, been able to, you know, dip my toe uh, on the East Side, and I've been doing that recently. I was just in uh, Miami and Palm Harbor, so you know, I was just in Florida, and uh, you know, I've been doing that, and uh, uh, so I'm super excited yeah. to get out that way and uh, kind of. Kind of give them a little taste of New Mexico. There you go. Uh, yeah, and 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 now you went to all those big cities, and now you're coming to Agawam. By the way, this is the city with the first zip code. Is oh, that? Really? Yeah, it's I, I didn't 01001. Even know it's the first zip code say, ever. Is it one? It's it's <laughs> no, it's zero one zero zero one. You think it would be one, but it, it's not. Yeah, but it's it, one. Uh, yeah, but uh, there you go. That's the material you can work on for next week. I'll give you a little stuff. And, then, and while you're doing that, say, what's up with the zeros, man? Zeros. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you doing that? All right. While you're workshopping that, I'll catch up on Breaking Bad this week. <laughs> you got a got a lot ahead of you. I'm working on it. You got uh, working it right now, guys. I'm to see. <laughs> to see Steve and Michael Cazada at uh, at the Agawam Cinemas, go to livecomedy.ticketleap.com. Steven, great to talk to you. I've been a big fan of Breaking Bad uh, for years now. So I agree with you. The best written show of all time. Maybe yeah. maybe right behind The Sopranos, but it's a it's a pretty damn dead heat. So great to talk well, to you. Well, you know, we're, we're actually in the, in the Smithsonian, you know, and it is still, it is still ranking number one on all like the you know outlets for people who are watching and rewatching, and uh, so to be a part of that is, is amazing. There is some great TV shows, you know, Sopranos were, were, were one of the other ones that you know did that kind of long form kind of uh, TV series. Yep. Uh, but uh, you know, and and really thanks to the ending of Game of Thrones, we're still number one. <laughs> they, they yeah they bagged out just in the nick of time. They blew it. We're like, dude, you're doing so well. You know, you actually killed off characters like we did. You know, you you know, people died. You know, you did it right, and then at the end, you're like, okay, yeah. you didn't do it right. Hey, you, didn't you, do it right. you sacrificed. You sacrificed too, even after hide, having Heisenberg right under your nose the entire time. Right there, man. Right had there. It, had it, and blew it because you want to do more series. <laughs> Hey, uh, did you, you see the latest? Did you see the latest episode of Different Strokes? I'm just catching up on the first season. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Michael Cazada, great, yeah. to, great to talk to you. Best of luck on uh, on yeah, Saturday. We we appreciate the time today. Good luck. Yeah, thanks so much, man. You Thank bet. You. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock okay. 102. GG Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8:29 and Motley Crue. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, but then uh, there's a red flag fire weather warning uh, starting at 10 a.m. this morning. It's going to be breezy today and an overcast later on. Uh, don't light any fires. They, do, they don't want you burning the place down. Just just don't do it. People ignore that, though. I was smelling somebody burning in my neighborhood or somewhere around uh, Hamden the other day yeah. in spite of the uh, red flag warning. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, you can burn as long as you're... Uh, as long as you know what you're doing, and you're not some uh, dopey uh, moron without uh, without like hoses and everything else. Uh, I have uh, I have a burn barrel, so I keep it contained. Like a like a bum drum kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah burning like uh, paper or stuff like that. Yeah, Put it right in the right in the barrel. 
you know, all the all the harmful stuff. I, I you know, you know, motor oil stuff like that. Pour that in the, yeah, the sewer. It, you, know, you go put that in the sewer drain. Yeah, no, I mean, I usually burn all of my plastics and accelerants in the backyard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice fertilizers, big, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. It's a, it's a nice uh, black plume of smoke coming oh, from your backyard. Breathtaking. And by breathtaking, I literally mean my lungs start burning from the inside. Uh, speaking of your lungs burning from the inside, uh, maybe you could cure that with some laughter, Bax. I see what you're doing here, Steve, but uh, go on. You know, next week I'm uh, I'm on vacation, and uh, Marty Caproni is going to be in here uh, filling in again. Yeah, it'll be me and Marty, which is great. Yeah, uh, it'll be a good show. Finally, but, some fun. But, oh, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, Marty and I will be doing a comedy show on April 29th. At okay. the Shortstop Bar and Grill over in Westfield. And uh, it's going to be a good night, and I'll have the link up soon uh, where you can grab tickets for that. Uh, probably a little bit later today. Uh, but what a humdinger of a show. And then the portion of the proceeds goes to Rick's Place. Uh, Even better. Actually, we're being, uh, we'll be talking to someone from Rick's Place this week, right? Well, it just happened to be that uh, that's going to be like Rick's Place Day because uh, they're coming in here to t- not only uh, mention that comedy show. The comedy show was like an afterthought kind of thing. Uh, as far as the you know uh, attaching uh, donations to sure, but there's a there's a 5K run for Rick's place on uh, April 29th as well at like eight in the morning, nine in the morning. So it'll be a whole fun filled day of charity. There you go. It's uh, 8:32. We got news next to Rock 102. Here with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get zero percent financing on select models. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Louisville Metro Police Department confirmed six people are dead, including the shooter and eight others injured after a shooting Monday morning at a downtown bank. Police said the incident started around 8.30 a.m. at the Old National Bank on East Main Street, and officers were on the scene within three minutes. They exchanged gunfire with the shooter, later identified as 25-year-old Connor Sturgeon, who died on the scene after being shot by officers, according to LMPD. Sturgeon had been live-streaming the attack. On like Twitch or whatever the hell it is, according to their uh, LinkedIn, uh, they named the uh, the victims James Tut, Joshua Barrick, uh, Juliana Juliana Farmer, Thomas Elliott, and Deanna Eckert. Uh, According to the LinkedIn pages, Tut was a market executive, Barrick a senior vice president, Farmer a loan analyst, and Elliott a senior vice president at the bank. Uh, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said he lost one of his closest friends, Tommy uh, Elliott, in the shooting. Louisville's former mayor, Greg Fisher, said he'd known 63-year-old Elliot for 40 years. He likes to tell a story about how they met. And, uh, you know, it was all this, like, uh, reminiscing uh, back and forth throughout this article. Yeah. But uh, that's the uh, that's the facts. Uh, a new candidate has accepted an offer to become superintendent of East Hampton Schools. This after controversy over the rescinded job offer for candidate Dr. Vito Perone. The candidate was one of the three original people considered to be superintendent alongside Dr. Perone. The East Hampton School Committee finally made a vote on the new school superintendent. And everything's okay now. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, we moved on. Uh, we heard your complaints, and uh, we didn't listen to any of them, and we even turned our videos off during uh, your Zoom uh, comments, and uh, that's it. Yeah, remember all that outrage you were feeling about a week ago? Well, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know some of you were upset, but trust me, it's gone. You're not feeling that way anymore. Uh, doc- like they're, they're doing that, that, that whole uh, that Jedi mind trick. Yeah. This is not the person you want as uh, the superintendent of schools. And everyone in East Hampton goes, you're right. You're that right. I don't. It's not. Uh, Dr. Faginsky Stark is interested in entering negotiations and has accepted the position pending su- successful negotiations with us, said Lady Cynthia Kwasinski of the East Hampton School Committee. I don't believe she likes to be pre- uh, referred to as lady. 
What do you mean? It's a common uh, thing that you... No, that's a microaggression, Steve. No, I believe a, a, a microaggression, a microaggression would be holding a Zoom meeting and listening to all the complaints against you and then turning your video off and not looking at anybody. <laughs> that's microaggression. That's macroaggression, yes. actually. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, she is, uh, Dr. Erica Faginski-Stark is the Director of Curriculum and Instruction at Ludlow Public Schools. She was one of the three considered for superintendent before Dr. Vito Perone was originally offered the position. But that offer was rescinded by the school committee when Dr. Perone used the term ladies in an email seen as a microaggression, which resulted in controversy among the school community resident and the community residents. Uh, that concern echoed during a public meeting before the vote. We don't need distractions created from within our school community. But please do what is right for the students and staff of East Hampton. That's uh, expressed by Dr. Jill Pasquini-Torshia. Uh, I speak in favor of Dr. Perone. I ask those in committee who have cast a no vote for him to reconsider and cast a yes vote, Ed Marge Pendergrass from East Hampton. Despite support for Dr. Perone and a 5-2 to two vote, the uh, school committee did not vote to continue negotiations further with him. Again, Dr. F- Faginsky Stark is now in negotiations with the school committee, mm. who uh, apparently is really good friends with uh, Lady Kwasinski. No, that's, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. There was a there it's was a something. Big, it's I, just a big coincidence. There was so, something I saw on a forum where uh, you know the people that voted against uh, this last night were all seen at the brass with, with the, brass, the brass cat brass cat up in East Hampton, mm-hmm. uh, kind of all discussing stuff. It just seem it just seem it's a seemingly. Uh, it doesn't really look good for you when you do things like that, when you're not including everybody on the committee. The, uh, the optics of yeah. all of this, in spite of the Zoom meeting of 8,000 people, uh, it's all very questionable. I mean, I, and, and maybe we're just uh, inserting too much thought into this whole thing, but you know, to be honest, uh, you got uh, a potential violation of open meeting laws. You got the potential of, uh, of a lawsuit dangling over your head because... Of course, Dr. Perone does have an attorney now. Be interesting to see how that plays out, because if I were him, I would uh, ramp this thing up pretty doggone quick. I would, too. I believe uh, this is how the end of the school, because they all started arguing at the end. Yeah. This is what happened. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot. Like a little hen house going on there. Yeah. All the ladies in the hen house. A woman doesn't belong on any committee. Of course, I shouldn't tell you this, but she advocates dirty books. Books. Chaucer. Rebelades. Balzac. And the worst thing, of course, I shouldn't tell you this. I'll tell. The man lived on my street. Let me tell. No, I'll tell. She made brazen overtures to a man who never had a friend in this town till she came here. Oh, yes, that woman made brazen overtures with a gilt edge guarantee. <laughs> she had a golden glint in her eye a silver voice. With a it's it's very brain. similar oh, yeah. uh, oh, to, yeah. the, to the residents of River City, Iowa. Oh, we got, we got yeah. trouble. And then, and then uh, you know, the mayor you know, got her friends coming in yeah. wanting to see the papers of Dr. Vito Perone. Sure. And uh, and this is what happens. Just a minute here, Professor. Sorry, we need your credentials. Why, certainly, gentlemen. I have just what you want over my hotel. Please come with me. Good night, ladies. 
Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. We're going to leave you now. You know, it's funny. They were all saying good night last night at yeah. the end of the meeting, and uh, they each say their names, and then they say good night, and then they get to the to, to Lori Garcia, who was the one that was kind of outspoken for the most part, going, yeah. you people are nuts. <laughs> not not in so many words, but yeah, you know, pretty much that. Yeah, uh, she was just like, yeah, Lori Garcia, and that was it. There was no like, she was like yeah. Mike dropped and yeah, walked yeah, out yeah, the room. See you later. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, sure. Well, she had some really good points too. She had she, excellent points. In fact, in fact, she may have been the only person in any level of authority who knew, was making any sense. Well, there was another school committee member, Shannon, and I apologize that I don't remember her last name, but she was the other. That was the other second vote. And she didn't get to speak because she was going to speak. And then uh, Lady Kwasinski uh, said to her, hey, uh, don't you talk about uh, all these things we talked about in a closed door meeting? And so then she goes, well, I didn't know we couldn't talk about that. So I guess I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why are we not telling everybody what we were talking about in a closed door meeting if this is an open meeting? I don't know, and and the thing is, like they they were so adamant about the rules about don't say anything. We can't say anything that's outside of the thing. According to all of the people who were like previous committee members or had experience in administration, yeah. all those residents that had gone on that meeting were like, "You've already violated like all of the open meeting laws. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just tell us what's going on?" And uh. and, the, and the thing that really gets me is like, you screwed up. Just start from scratch and say, you know what? This went the wrong way. Let's start over and start a new search. But they were so quick to put this candidate in, it makes it see seem like this was the plan all along to get her into the job. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, well, you know, you've uh, you had a guy who was a uh, administrator in town for many, many years, now serving as the interim superintendent of West Springfield. Everybody, uh, for the most part, other than a couple of you know pre-written statements that were probably handed to specific people, everyone has great things to say about Dr. Perone. Yeah, I mean, it, over and over again, it's a, it's the same, it's the same uh, you, you respect that they've got for the guy. Yeah, the the quote from uh, from uh, Lori Garcia was. Should he have addressed the them in an email uh, with the word "ladies"? No. But uh, do you would that be a reflection of the way he would treat his female colleagues? Absolutely not. Like it, teachable moment here. Let's uh, talk about how we can say this is why it offends us and all that other crap. And you know, a couple of people have told us about you know this uh, connection between you know the candidate who now has the job mm-hmm. and some people on the committee, and that may or yeah. or may not be true. But boy, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, your actions kind of point to some level of nepotism that, or preference that you have to answer to. Right. And they didn't answer any of that stuff. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't even address that stuff because they couldn't. We can't talk about anything. We're only going to address the things that he talked about. But then they didn't really explain why they did what they did. Yeah. So uh, Garcia had another point about because she's a teacher, and she said. You know, this whole idea of canceling people, and she uses that word, you know, very carefully with the the, the term canceling, where you kind of just, you know, oh, you're you're going to, the oppressed becomes now the oppressor. 
and you're shutting people down. She said, I have written all over my classroom all these different mistakes because what happens when we make a mistake? We try to learn from them and try to and try to get educated about yeah. it. She, had, she made some really good points. And if you, if you get a chance, go back and don't watch the whole three hours because it's uh, – No, but we played that statement on the yeah. uh, earlier. You can check that out on the podcast. I mean, she made some uh, Very exceptionally point. clear points. Yeah. And, uh, again, no one's really addressing any of it. Uh, that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Big office. You need... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 853, and ELO on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, cloudy later on today, but an overall nice day with a high of 73. There is a red flag warning with the wind gusts and stuff, so don't start any fires outside. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the Daily Podcast is going to get posted just after 10 o'clock this morning. That way, if you uh, need to listen to the show again or missed a part, you can always go back and uh, listen to it when it's convenient for you. And uh, also check out Baxi's musical podcast, a really cool interview with Jim Scafish. Jim Scafish is uh, singularly responsible for the punk, new wave, and avant-garde music scene in Chicago. His uh, music goes all the way back to as far back as 1973, precedes uh, the, the, uh, the Ramones and a lot of other things. Really amazing story about a guy who lost control over his ability to re-release his music for the last 40 years. He finally gets control of it, and his music, which is phenomenal, is now being re-released in its original form. So really cool interview. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. I plan on listening to that today because I really haven't had a chance... uh I've just immersed myself with uh, microaggressions over the last week. That I, <laughs> but I but uh, but I will t- check that out today because I'm really interested in uh, listening to that. It's, I, heard it's, some, I heard some good reviews online. It's uh, it's it's really interesting, and I'm really happy with the way it came out. And I got another good one coming up on Monday. I'll tell you about that later on well, this week. I, I'll be the judge if it's really interesting or not. Okay, uh, yeah, go go right ahead. But this is this is this is a pretty uh, this is a pretty. Imp- Pretty remarkable story. You can't say remarkable and interesting without me having to review it first. Well, you know, tell. I've done pretty good without you. Uh, <laughs> have you? Yeah, really? Yeah, oh, no, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I hey, you, I don't know if you uh, you saw this. This was uh, kind of surprising because I did not realize he was still alive. Yeah. Al Jaffe from Mad Magazine. I, the, I, you know what? I saw that earlier. I, ju- I just saw that maybe 20 minutes ago and I wanted to mention, but yeah. The, the longest serving uh, contributor to Mad Magazine, the guy that did the fold in. Uh, on in, you know, all those issues for years and years and years, died yesterday in Manhattan at the age of 102. Hundred, I had no idea that guy was was still alive. He, he worked until he was 99. I, I mean, th- I mean, think about yeah. that. He worked on the on the fold until the age of 99. Yeah, I I would have retired long before then. And what a uh, what a that was just like the magazine of my youth. That was the like the. Everybody else was into Sports Illustrated and things like that. I'm like, no, 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 give me the Mad Magazine. I want to see what the fold-in says. Or the- that was the first thing I would do every time I would get Mad Magazine. I would check out the fold-in because I couldn't figure out, how is this guy doing it? It's like magic. It, as a kid, for me anyway, it was like how I stayed uh, abreast of, of like issues because it, a lot of it was was parody on what was going on in the world at the time, whether it be presidential or whether it would be yeah. you know some major news story somewhere. That was kind of like my source of news. <laughs> it was a more relevant and far more reliable pop culture magazine than say like a Rolling Stone oh, or absolutely. or you know anything like that. Yeah, exactly like you say. I learned more about what was going on in the world 
and pop culture from Mad than maybe any other source. Uh, my kid, my kid has a subscription to it. They only put episodes or issues out every two months, though, so it's only six issues a year. Really? Yeah, that's the that's, uh, that's it. The huh? Downfall of it. Wow. But uh, but uh, you know what? I uh, uh, rest in peace. I used to love Ow. Spy versus Spy. I loved yeah. uh, the, you know the you know Dave Berg. I used to love uh, you know, all that stuff. Was it the lighter side? Was the lighter side lighter with Dave Berg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I loved side. all that. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff, man. I miss it Mort all. Mort Drucker. Oh my god, what a great uh, what a great cartoonist he was. Oh yeah, Mort Drucker. Mort Drucker was, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and they had like a fake advertisements and stuff, which was always fun too. Always fun. Do you ever had the X-ray glasses in the back of the book? You know, you can remember they had the, the you could order that. The they had they didn't they don't do it now, but they used to have like these pages in the back. It was like an advertisement, but it was yeah. like stuff you could buy. It was like X-ray X- glasses, X-ray specs, you know, fake cigarettes, that kind of thing. None of the stuff actually worked. You know, they the animation made it look like it was real, like yeah. real realistic. I remember, it really was. I remember asking my parents, would it be okay if I got the X-ray glasses and the stink bombs? Yeah. I thought the stink bomb, man, that's a great gag. Like in a high school or something like that? We, we used to do that, the stink bombs. Yeah. You How take, fun was that? All you got to do is just take one and like throw it in the corner of a hallway, and then it's 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 like it's a little piece of glass. It's actually kind of dangerous. Actually, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little piece of glass yeah. that it, it was like a capsule, and it looked and it had this stinky, stinky fluid in it. And you, if you ripped it, it would break, and then the whole place would stink for a while. Yeah, it almost seems, in a way, uh, somewhat irresponsible to sell to children. Yeah, don't do that, kids. <laughs> don't don't do any of that. It's something that probably they they should not have uh, tried well, selling. We, us. we wouldn't have gotten arrested for it today. You probably would, probably, probably. Or you, you know, if they had to, if they had to close school and evacuate, yeah. and then you know bring in the you know the fire department to clean out the stank, then yeah, that probably would have been a. That probably look bad on you. If you're in East Hampton, it would be seen as a microaggression. <laughs> It's I'm eight, sorry, lady. It's eight fifty-eight with Bax and Nagel and.